It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and are dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Generation Skywalker. This is our guide to Celebration Europe 2023. Exciting times coming. We're recording this on the 15th of March, and about three weeks' time, we will all be heading off to London. So, who is joining me tonight? Well, I've got a full house. I've got Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. We've got Pete Lee. Good evening, Pete. Good evening. How you doing? Good. We've got Jezebel. Good evening, Jez. Good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. And、uh, we've got Dan Burgess. Dan, hello. Hello there. Well, we are here tonight to do our guide for Celebration Europe. So we're going to be breaking down Celebration Europe a little bit. We're going to look at the panels. We're going to look at the art. We're going to look at some of the evening entertainment available. Some of the booths that we know about at the present time, and any other little like announcements. Look at the guests. Just just what we recommend from our experiences of celebrations and、uh, what to keep an eye out for. <laughs> So celebration on home turf. It's back in London for the first time in seven years. Twenty sixteen was the last.、Uh, Craig, how excited are you to have it on your soil? Oh, coming home! <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I get excited for all the celebrations, but it just makes things a little bit easier from a logistics point of view when it is in your country. Things like organising events and cosplay and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to kind of navigate. The travel, but yeah, I'm really excited. I've lots of things planned, which we're going to talk about tonight. Meetups with people, got people coming over from the states and hanging out with us before we go down there. Lots of stuff arranged already. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked. You're cosplaying. I'm not cosplaying, but Kimberly is. Oh, what's she cosplaying? I mean, I know I know all the other bits you're doing that are coming up in this show, but what's she cosplaying as? Well, listen, I might drag her on later because I'm going to talk about some stuff that we're doing. So、um, 
I'll let her reveal it. It's not my place to. Just before we continue, okay, Dan, Jez, Pete. I know Dan and Jez definitely know Kimberly. Pete, I'm sure you've seen her. I'm not sure if you've met her or not. What we're all guessing that she's cosplaying as, okay? All one guess, which I'll write down now, and then we'll see if we got it right later. <laughs> so, Dan? X-Wing pilot. X-Wing pilot. She loves okay. a bit of Battlefront. Yeah, that's a great show. Jez? That is a great show. I, I think we've already got a winner there. I think she, Kimberly, would also make a really decent Mandalorian. And I think that would be cool. I think, yeah, Mandalorian second to the Exit. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Pete, what are you going with? Um, I'm not sure. Having not met Kimberly, it's quite tricky. But let's go with Leia Bear's bin as a, as a random one. Oh, she likes a beer, though. So, you know. Do you think she's going as wooer? <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> I'll put slash wooer next to your Mandalorian, I was, Jess. I was thinking Mars okay. Kanata. You were the one who brought wooer into it. I think she's going to go as um as a Twi'lek. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Interesting. If she's not a Twi'lek, I think she'll just be a Jedi. And she will wear Craig's robes from when he was Luke would be my backup we will see we will see really i really hope she just goes like with an r2d2 head or something now. <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh pete excited to have it on your home turf i know you're you're a bit like craig you go to nearly all of the celebrations i have yeah i think i've been to the last two american ones so yeah it's good to good to be coming back to london the one 16 i did i'd only been sort of back into it a couple of years then so i didn't really know that many people but obviously this time around i'm gonna know a few more people I think that's one of the first things that come to it. The best one I've done, I think, was Chicago. And that was so good because there were so many people there. It was just kind of just, it was just all about the people who were there and just having a laugh with mates. And then you had the whole Star Wars thing as a backdrop to that. And I can see this sort of being similar to that. So, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, I'm hoping to make some friends this time. <laughs> Jess, excited? Mate, I couldn't be more excited. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I think um, for those people who are going, yeah, it's just we all really, really deserve it. And it's just something for us to look forward to. And yeah, it's um, I'm really looking forward to uh, being at sort of my spiritual home and uh, taking a lot of personal benefits from, from this. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's going to make me feel good, I know. And Dan, I know you're missing it because of your bungions. You were at Celebration Europe 2016. What what were your standout moments and memories from that? I've been to Celebration in 2007, and that was just me flying solo, really. I didn't know anyone. There wasn't any forums or anything like that was on. But 2016 was the first kind of big proper celebration I'd been to, and I'd seen a few of the American ones the year before, and it was so much more like that. Overriding memory of it was first getting there and going, because I, I know this one's different in terms of how you get tickets for panels, but the one in 2016, you have to be there at like, six o'clock in the morning go and queue up get your wristbands for the panels and bits and pieces that you wanted so i got there at like six in the morning parked up in the hotel where i was staying walked across to the xl walked into the, the room where they were giving out the wristbands and just started bumping into people i know and that's such a good feeling that you're in that crowded place with so many people at that time in the morning and the first two faces you see uh, 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 i think it was um ben and i think it was rob marsh actually <laughs> just walked in oh dan how you doing just got my wristbands and i went back out on the steps out the front of the xl and sat on the steps and started at a smoke and we're just watching all the cosplayers come in and it was just it was just so exciting and it was it was a great show one thing i do remember that i, I think the day one was the rogue one panel so i managed to get my wristband for that and i was sitting out on these steps and everyone was piling and i thought you know what i'm gonna let the let the masses heave their way in and then i'm just gonna take a leisurely stroll in so i was sitting on the steps most people had gone in and there was this one guy he must have been in his 50s and uh, he was on his mobile phone and he was going mad and i was kind of half listening to phone calls going yeah all these nerds 
They've got here at six in the morning. The Rogue One panel show, sold out. It's the only thing I wanted to go to. I get here at nine o'clock in the morning and they've all gone. Kind of covering my arm up to make sure he didn't see my rest band. But yeah, he was raging. I hope he enjoyed the rest of his celebration, though. Quite offensive. I hope he had an absolute rotten time, actually, if he's talking about people like that. I mean, calling names and stuff just because he hasn't got what he wants. I think he sounds like an absolute... Craig, 2016. That was your year of being Luke on the Irish thing, wasn't it? It was. That was the, well, that was where I met them. Who think of the name of the place? <laughs> Skellig Michael, the Irish Skellig tourist board. Had a, yeah, they were they were plugging that part of Ireland as a destination to to fans because it was all new and exciting and appeared at the end of the Force Awakens. So yeah, that was great. I mean, that was that was the first time I I went as old Luke, and it was great. You know, it was it was just a lot of fun. And I think at the time, it was a lot of hype for the movies that you know Luke was a, a character that had a lot of focus on so you know I'm, I'm a shy and retiring type but i quite enjoyed the attention that i got that weekend it's quite good fun yeah the rogue one thing stands out that's kind of they had all the costumes on display that was kind of quite a key thing for that weekend and um that was also the year that um grant and mark and myself did the helix panel uh, collecting Obviously. track so yeah it was a it was a busy one for me 2016 nice jez many memories from that yeah the collecting track was really really great and it just so happened to be right opposite the booth which we had when we were on the vintage rebellion podcast so that was lots of fun by day and by night i was also on a military panel star wars in the military panel with jack mckenzie um, so that, that was nice to do as well and we did a little podcast stage as part of tvr so yeah it was all good and i had my wife and kids there on one of the days as well they came along and had their first celebration experience so every celebration is different everyone i've been to so far they've they've all been different you know we've had sort of different involvement to doing different things it, it was really really good that you can't put your finger on it. it it's just i don't know it's just feeling it's just yeah it was a, a lovely experience all around thing nothing negative uh, everything was just positive even if you didn't get to see what you wanted to see there were so many other things to uh, to fill that void it was great without going into the panels and things just go around all of us then what is the best way to get the most out of a celebration? What is your top tip? Uh, we'll go with you, Pete. I think what I've found, you've got to get in the first hour or so, you've got to get in and just soak it all up and just have a look around and get your bearings because it is quite disorientating when you first walk in, especially if you don't know the place. When going into some of the American ones, you just like, what? what's where? And you know you're one of those panels you want to get to, but you don't know where the collecting track is. So it's it's kind of getting your bearings, but not being too precise with it. You want to sort of soak it all in and enjoy that that initial kind of hour or so when you're just sort of checking everything out. So I think just planning, just getting your head around what you want to do before you get there so you don't have that sort of panic in the first couple of hours. So just have a good thing, what panels you want to do and where they're on and the timings, just trying to work all that out. Good advice, Pete. I like that one. Let's see if the others can match it. Dan? Don't let yourself get stressed out by it all the finger panels and lotteries and all of that. Whatever happens, whatever you get or you don't get, you'll still have a really good time. So yeah, don't don't let don't get yourself worked up and anxious about panels. You'll be able to watch them on YouTube for any you don't get into anyways. That is true. They are all being broadcast this time out, aren't they? Yet again. Jez? Yeah, I've got a tip, but I've also got a rule as well. So I think one of the first things and you see signs everywhere, we'll come on to it cosplay's not consent you know for people who are going there for the first time there's going to be people walking around in various different costumes some of them might actually be quite fragile so keep your hands off and you know and don't be sort of pan them on the back going oh that's amazing you know you just it's just 
about being a human being, isn't it? And about being polite and, and respectful. But, you know, there may well be some uh, people who are dressed, uh, be it uh, male, male, female, um, who knows what, with regards to being scantily clad or wearing particular things because they're they're uh, they've got a, a certain character in mind that they want to uh, they want to uh, cosplay as. That doesn't mean to say that you can get close to them and touch them and this and the other. So there's a whole big thing there, and it they've obviously got that because some people haven't been abiding by that. So it's not a tip; it's a rule. They they wouldn't be saying this unless they needed to. Um, so I would say that's kind of an important one, really. We don't want anyone um, doing anything wrong. But from a tips point of view, I'd probably say talk to people, talk to strangers with regards to um, finding out a different point of view. Because you might go there thinking, oh, I'm going to go and watch this, this and this. Because as you've scanned the list of panels and things to see, your eyes might have just completely glazed over something in particular. And it'll only be by chance someone else who'll say, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this panel because of this and for this reason and that. And, you know, there's quite a bit of repetition in some respects that some of the collecting tracks panels we've seen before. Some of them have, have you know, they're, they're the same one that has been done before because of different audience and this and the other. But don't go and watch the same one. Just go and watch something different. And, um, yeah, have your horizons broadened slightly by maybe talking to strangers and, um, and enhancing your experience that way. But don't go touching up toilets. Uh, Craig, any advice? Well, I most of those things down myself um, in one shape or other. So I can echo a lot of what everyone has said already. I think, you know, f- for me and, and, you know, to the point Jez made, open yourself up to it. It's good to have a plan. It's good to sort of pick maybe one or two things you definitely want to hit every day. But, you know, go with the flow, wander into things you wouldn't normally do and just explore, meet people. Don't be shy. Dress up, make it an experience and hydrate. OK, good advice from everyone there. We said we were going to go through different areas of celebration. We're going to start that with the Star Wars Celebration Art Show, where you may have seen it at the moment. It is currently open, darkinkart.com. You can pre-order any of the uh, prints that have uh, been announced. I think each of them has got 250 pieces. 200 were available for pre-order, and 50 will be for sale on a first-come, first-served basis. Damn, I think they normally call it like Artist Alley or something, don't they, at Celebration? Oh, shit, yeah. If you do miss the pre-order slot and there is something you desperately want, head there first thing Friday and get yourself involved. But there has been some announced. Let me just have a quick check. 4, 7, 10, 13, 16, 19, 22 pieces of art are in this show then, boys. What has grabbed you? What st- stood out? You'll know, uh, and the lads know, that I'm a massive Malcolm Tween fan. I have all of Malcolm Tween's work so far. So this one will be the 11th, which is Extraction Team Bravo. That one, yeah, I, I know I'm going to get. Um, I haven't ordered yet, um, but it's Extraction t- Team Bravo. It's a, a Rogue One scene. And, uh, and actually, the more I look at that, the more I like it. And it just does fit with everything else. However, there is someone else on the scene. Now, there are a few of these. They're, they're definitely growers. But what I do like is we have a visitor. 
by Jason Kreisman, who um, and uh, and this is where I really look forward to listening to how Craig describes these things as well, from the use of light and the the styles in which these things are done. I'm just a complete layman and look at that and say, oh, that's pretty. I like the way the light, you know, shines off of that. Or I I like the, the story he's telling because he has an image. And in that image is a story over time because it's not one snapshot. You see several things happening, like the key elements here. And what we have here is we have a visitor, which is that line um, spoken at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, where they talk about an Imperial probe um, near Echo Base. And what you see in this image, which is slightly smaller than Christman's normal sort of uh, previous celebration ones, is you see um, taking a good proportion of this, probably about a quarter to a third of, of the screen, is the uh, the probe droids instantly recognizable such a classic uh, droid isn't it such a brilliant one but with the lights shining uh, straight forward and then a laser coming off of that silhouetted against backdrop of um sort of really rugged uh, norwegian terrain of, of hoth you've got a speeder bike going from port to starboard uh, left to right just in, in the middle of the frame below the laser and then in the background you've got a probe droid uh, firing down as if it's going down towards hoth and then you've got the sun uh, bursting in through the left hand side again standard not done it justice but what it's shown us so many different layers of not many colors you know, it's just mainly blues and lights, but it's just the light, the way in which I see that, I just, I know I'll be able to get that framed really nicely. It's a classic image, which is just one of those, it doesn't scream Star Wars, but it's, you know, if you know, you know type thing. I, the Christman one is, is really great. So for me, it's Christman and Tween. It's a good choice, that, Jez. I've, that is the only one I've actually pre-ordered. I will put my hands up yeah, there. I, the, um, yeah, yeah, I've ordered that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ordered any? You've ordered Tween as well, have you? So I've ordered uh, Christman. I've said to Tween that I'll see him on the Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've, I've got a Tween coming from him and uh, I've got the Christman on order. Nice. Dan, anything doing it for you here? I'm happy to pick anything up for you. I did notice... So we've just said there's 22. Eight of them contain Ahsoka. Very much. Uh, I thought there'd be more like Grogu and stuff in there, but no, Ahsoka is the uh, is definitely the choice here. There's nothing <laughs> for me, Stu. Okay, I was quite I was surprised going... that there was only two Return of the Jedi's actually being the anniversary. You have got that Twilight on Endor and the Fate of the Galaxy, which is the action figures, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I'm really right, keen so, to know what Craig thinks. Actually. Yeah, I left Craig, I left Craig t- to last to be able to take us through here and give us... I quite like protectors, actually, before we go on as well. I, I like the the whole idea of a little kid pretending to be Mando, but looking at him, holding his dog as, like, you know, as he's holding Grogu. That's, that resonates as a... Yeah, and that's a proper lovely dog, isn't it? That's like an Androx puppy. Yeah, really. I want that just for the dog. Yeah, and I th- I think that connects to all of us. So we we all still collect toys and things, and still got that nostalgia and that kind of thing in our head. I know Jez every time he puts on his running stormtrooper costume, he actually feels like he is running around the Death Star trying to shoot Chewie and Han. Um, yeah. Because sometimes you'll be standing next to him when he's running, and he'll suddenly just go, "There they are!" Oh, said you lead us to the start. I think that's Star Trek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is, but uh, yeah, you know, and all this kind of business. But yeah, so Craig, take me through this art display. I mean, I think anyone who's into Star Wars and is on social media is subject to a constant stream of Star Wars art daily. You know, there's some amazing fan art out there. There's some amazing stuff that's done legit under licenses. You know, I look at this stuff. Is it representative of the, the immense talent and you know, creativity that's inspired by the, the the franchise. 
and I don't think it is. It's it, it's representative of the you know the people who've applied to have art in the show, and that Lucasfilm Disney have signed off that kind of ticks some of their their boxes. You know, as a, as a spread of work, I don't. I wasn't blown away by it by any stretch. I, I've seen much nicer. Yeah, action figure photography, for instance, there's one in there of some action figure photography that it's okay. You know, I want this stuff to be the best of the best because it is connected to celebration. I don't know whether that's a bit harsh. I mean, I've not ever purchased anything from 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 the art show. I think the bits that we focused on um, as highlights absolutely are. I think the the Christman piece with the the probot is lovely. I've seen things like that before, but that's a really nice example. I think the protectors thing is very reminiscent of there's an artist called Craig Davis, I think, who does a whole series of these things, this kind of childhood imagination, which is, for me, nicer in its execution. This is a sort of like a, the, the one that says a little bit kind of, I don't know, it's almost like a Norman Rockwell kind of interpretation. Concept's lovely. I've seen it done nicer, if, um, if I'm being honest. I think the the, the tween image this year is very Macquarie, and that is an absolute compliment. Um, it looks like something that could have been in the portfolio. You know, the format, composition, the colours, the way that kind of that kind of glow highlights the figures. I think that's a that's a really nice piece. But um, yeah, overall, I kind of I have to echo a lot of the sentiment, which is just a little bit underwhelming, really. But I'm sure it will sell very well. You know, people who like Ahsoka clearly have the wall space because that's another thing that I don't uh, I don't have. <laughs> I was going to say another tip is that I've found is if you wait until the last day, unless there's a piece that you really want, I do start reducing the price on some of these if they're not selling. That is a great tip. Um, can I ask all of you and, and maybe Craig in particular, the My Only Hope, that was the other one which kind of stands out to me. I don't know. It's just something like that. I think it's because of the iconic Leah and R2 thing. And then the sort of tender moment, which I really found lovely at the end of Kenobi between um, young Vivian and uh and you in um what well, you know between obi-wan and, and, and leah rather i don't know if it's just the the symmetry or the the way in which that's put together craig what are your thoughts on that one then my only hope the trisha benson one i love I, well i you know i love that scene with uh mm. with, with leah and r2 no it's nice it's an it's a nice concept it's quite expressionistic isn't it it's quite uh quite loose in its in its style i don't i don't dislike it obi-wan looks a little bit weird from an anatomical perspective it looks like a jowl <laughs> but again maybe that's the uh the rendering <laughs> yeah. need to zoom in on on the dark ink it's an it's a nice concept it's not something i would put on my wall but i can i can see its appeal price wise i thought some of these were actually all right i was expecting them to be a bit higher uh, bearing in mind that everything seems to have gone up so much uh, the cost of tickets and everything has gone up a lot but i think price wise some of these are uh, not too bad and uh, what is telling is at this stage, in this stage of recording, I can't see any which has sold out yet. And that is normally not the case. There's normally at least one or two or three, which uh, by now, even though it's only been a week or so that they've been out, that they're gone. Because let's face it, how many thousands of people are going to be there? And if there are some really wonderful standout pieces, I know that the Cantina Christman one, which I think was Chicago's, that sold out within a matter of a day or so. Yeah, because considering we're already five, it's, it's only available for 10 days on pre-order. We're halfway through that at this point. Yeah, good point. I mean, the most expensive one, I believe, is $70, and the cheapest is $40, which actually 
Pete, is your Tales of the Jedi. Nice little price. And that, yeah, that's pretty good value, isn't it, for a print, if you like it. Well, if you think about it, it's the experience of meeting the artist, you know, thanking the artist, getting the artist to sign it. You know, when you think about, uh, you know, I know that there's the whole celebrity meetup is completely different, but I like that experience of when I, you know, like someone's art enough to, to buy it and get them to sign it, you know, and I've got a, a, a unique number on it. And, um, yeah, so I think for 40 bucks, mm. the experience of going there and getting it and coming away with something, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Good value. Happy with that. One of the big things at any celebration is the panels. If you're there, if this is your first celebration, seriously, go and get yourself involved in panels. There's there's so much. I mean, it covers all aspects. I mean, I, I think there's even been like at one celebration, there was carvings out of potatoes for Star Wars and all this kind of stuff. So there is lots of there. So we're going to have a little delve here now. Craig, I'm coming to you first because we are going to go through the different stages and whatnot and, and what is on. But you're actually involved in in two separate panels one on the university stage and the other on the collecting track so what can you tell us about them and can you let us know when it is i'll start with the collecting track so yeah there's two panels i've been that i've been accepted for which is which is lovely first one is familiar ground it's uh, at the collecting track panel the collector's stage on the sunday the 9th uh, and it's on between 12 and 1 so it's quite a good a good slot and it is entitled light camera action transfers letter set presto magics and more and it's going to be hosted by myself mark daniels and grant criddle who previously presented the helix panel in 2016 and we're going to be looking at the analog pleasures of uh, rubbing down transfers onto pre-printed backgrounds so it's slightly nostalgic because this is a this is a pastime this is an activity that uh, that uh, people of a certain age will will remember fondly because you know when star wars first came out it, we didn't have videos we could watch we didn't have computer games you know we had comics and we had soundtracks and we had things like this which you know allowed us to immerse ourselves back into those those scenes from that movie so a lot of nostalgia but also a lot of great art you know like a lot of the things i'm into this was created in an era where there was a bit of free reign to interpret the characters the backgrounds the ships in ways that kind of were quite unique uh, and, and when you look back at that stuff now it's got a real charm and a quality to it so you know part of it is some historical context but you know this is geared to collectors so it's very very comprehensive we've really looked at what was produced for these ranges not only for letter set but presto magics in the united states and also other other licenses across the um, across the globe. But we're going to have some things in there that have never been uh, seen before. We've uncovered some great stuff. We've uncovered a little mystery that we don't have an answer for, which <laughs> which is interesting. But yeah, we're going to have a few kind of surprises for people in the rooms, giveaways, a little bit of interactivity. Put a lot of work into it. A lot of slides. Very visual. Very colourful. Hopefully, um, if you're going to come along to that, you'll get something out of it. Sounds brilliant. And uh, knowing uh, how hard you work on these things. I can guarantee to everybody this one will be smashed. You know, on the collector's track, there's 20 different things there. This is this is the one. I recognise it's it's one of the more niche panels, but not as niche as the other one I'm doing. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a minute, Craig. Sorry, Jez, you wanted to ask something. I was, I was just going to say, yeah, but people haven't seen this before. I think it's brilliant. I love the name, lights, <laughs> camera, action transfers. You know, when the penny dropped, where you must have come up with that, it, you must have been like, yes, like a complete <laughs> eureka moment. 
because I, I think that's great. Definitely, people should be going to that. And it's just, it's nice to have that all gang back together again, isn't it? It feels warm and uh, familiar. You think we'll get a, a range of 50th anniversary lecture set off the back of this one? <laughs> Uh, i'll go on record as saying probably not let's not let's not set our sights too high i think i think that last time was a one-off but it's it's nice to you know draw uh, some attention to this put a spotlight on it and yeah my advice if you listen to this go get on ebay buy it it now because the price will go up after uh, after easter easter weekend craig can i ask you a question to do with electro set yeah because this is nothing to do with celebration but you're quite a perfectionist You'd agree with that, wouldn't you? I mean, when you everything you do for Generation Skywalker, you're you're a perfectionist. You you like it to be right. When you buy these letter set sets that have been done, does it really irritate you? Like when there's a stormtrooper flying in space and stuff <laughs> upside down well, on his head. Uh, well, as you as you kind of are intimating, you know, seven year old Craig was very <laughs> fastidious about his perspective and making sure that his blaster bolts lined up with the guns that were firing them. I have bought completed sets since, and there's a real in some of them i mean we've used um we've used a few we've, we've put a little video together there's a set of three that i've got that i just well it looks like you might have done it Stu. <laughs> you've got people being tiny little stormtroopers being skewered on lightsabers and it's just there's so much joy in it you just think oh they've had a good time putting that together so you know i'm open to um i'm open to the very precise ones but i also love the ones that where people have exercised a little bit of artistic license excellent Excellent. Right then, Craig. So we did mention the university stage. And um, I mean, this is the fun bit. So you're on the collecting track between 12 and 1, I believe. Yeah. And then you've got to get to the university stage for another panel at 2. Four days. Let's get you both your panels in into a three hour period. I will be bringing some Bruce Springsteen on stage energy for four hours. (laughs) However long I have to stay awake. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I'm I'm hoping that the adrenaline will just, um, just keep me going. So tell us about the other one. So the other one, I mean, this is this is new to me. This is the university stage, and it's um, rather than being more of a curated collector's guide, we're telling more of a, a story about the social history of Star Wars in the UK as told through Looking Magazine. So anyone who follows the show will might have come across the blog, which is still a bit of a work in progress. There's still things to add there, but I started just cataloging all the Star Wars mentions in Looking. I mean, Looking for those who don't know was a sister publication to the tv times it carried tv listings geared at children for the different itv regions but because it was attached to a commercial station it featured a lot of those big glossy american shows the big movies of the time sports so star wars was was ideal for the for the pages of looking and one of the things most people will know about it is the painted covers by Analdo Puzzo, who was a Italian uh, film poster artist working in London, he would you know, he, was, he was a jobbing illustrator. He would he would turn these these cover images around for the magazine um, very quickly. But he was famous for things like the Get Carter poster. He did a lot of the Carry On films. So the covers are very striking. They're very colourful. They're very energetic likenesses of of the characters. And I think most people would, would kind of recognise those. What does get missed is a lot of the stuff inside the magazine. So there are some great examples of how star wars sort of grew from this american blockbuster that people were kind of you know interested in and and got a big splash how that became part of our you know life as as, as kids in the in the uk in the 70s so we'll be looking at some things like you know kids were were sending in get this there's there's an example of a hand whittled r2d2 you know it's carved from wood somebody you know wanted to make this r2d2 show it off by sending it into this magazine and it just it, it spawns a whole series of these handcrafted characters ships dioramas 
and they all get like a little little paragraph and a little blurry photograph and it's just nice to sit and collate those together and say look this is the journey that we went on with star wars i mean great examples of a school who painted a star wars mural in its in its playground there's recipes for star wars burgers fanzines pen pal and uh you know requests for pen pals hates punks and cruelty to animals like star wars and abba you know all that kind of stuff so it's it's really contextual into that era and you know i'm going to be doing it with friend of the show darren Heyman, who this stuff really sparked his imagination and his memories of things so we're going to do it as a double uh, a double hander he's going to interview me and we're going to explore this social history so it's not going to be this is the issue that was released in march 1979 and this is the one that was released in april 19 it's not that it's it's a lot more about the stories that it tells and what we can learn about star wars looking back excellent excellent and that is university stage two o'clock two o'clock on Sunday university stage excellent excellent we will put um as we get closer to celebration make sure you're checking out our we are generation skywalker page we will put links especially we'll put links to everything we're interested in but we'll definitely put links to things like craig's panel and then like a reminder on the sunday morning and whatnot so you can go and find where he is i'm gonna say performing because he might just get his juggling balls out because I've seen him juggle with them before. Um, You never know. Right then, so let's take a look at some of the panels. So first of all, let's go to the main panels, the celebration panels on the celebration stage. I think there's only like eight or nine. I'm just going to rattle these off. I know we weren't going to do that generally, but just in this this thing. So on the Friday, you have got the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase, normally the opening of Celebration. Normally bring a few guests out on that. That is 11 to 12.30 and also on Friday, you have got the making of Andor Season 1. On Saturday, you have got Ahsoka. That is definitely a lottery. You've got 40 years of Return of the Jedi. Interestingly, so far, they've named guests um, Ming-Na Wen. Now, she is Fennec Shand, isn't she? Yeah. So I was kind of trying to interested to see what her connection to return the jedi is and why she is on that that panel we will find that out um you've also got creature cantina on the saturday that is uh neil scanlon's little beast and then on the sunday villains of the sequel trilogy that is another one that is through the lottery a look back at obi-wan kenobi which should be quite good i know that the guests so far announced on there ewan mcgregor hayden christensen indira varma vivian um, lira blair and deborah chow so some great names on that panel um, also on Sunday, Disney Parks, where Star Wars comes to life. And then on the Monday, you've got Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is another one for the lottery and the Visions Volume 2. And then, of course, the closing ceremony. Quite a host of stuff. What is everyone, if you could just go to one, what are we all picking here? Pete, what's your stand out there? Probably the opening one. That's normally the big one, isn't it? I think that's normally the announcements and the fact that sort of Lucasfilm Studio, across, that'll be across the board. So that'll be everything. I think you'll get a lot of, a lot of the new announcements that are, are rumoured to be coming whether we'll get them or not who knows but I think you'll get a good sort of overview of what Lucasfilm as a company are doing and you'll get a snippet of anything they want to want to show you at that stage I imagine they'll show a lot of Ahsoka footage I imagine there'll be a, a proper trailer for that more Indiana Jones I know they brought Indiana Jones into it in LA into that sort of initial Lucasfilm announcement so um, if you're going to choose one that would be the one you want to see but I think the, the, the Kenobi one is really interesting as well I think they've got the leads all there and whether they're going to make an announcement about a season two of that who knows I hope not not for a second season of that I think if you have too much Vader and Kenobi now it will start to affect what we know from A New Hope but yeah I think it was rumoured was it variety it's an easy rumour though isn't it it's an easy sort of conclusion to come to when you see that as a panel and just say 
say, well, because it's obviously after the the event. It, it, it is know. actually stated a look back at Obi Wan Kenobi. So yeah, yeah, you're you're picking the opening one. I do think the Jedi one. You don't know who's going to come out on that Jedi anniversary. I think that will be quite a. That's not on the lottery. The forty years of Return of the Jedi either. Get in those queues, people. Is that on the Monday? That one. That's on the Saturday. Two to oh, it is. Mm. Yeah, I suppose the only trouble with that. I mean, it's like when we went to the Phantom Menace one in Chicago. Generally, it's the stars that are there signing and looking at their signing. It's going to be what Billy D and There's a lot of Jabba's goons, isn't there? A lot of Jabba's goons. I think you're going to get. I think you're going to get. I think you're going to get that. I can't imagine Harrison Ford or Mark Hamill are going to fly in for it. I was thinking the Return of the Jedi one, but then I remember I was really excited for the twenty anniversary of the phantom menace at chicago and it was just a bit it was just a bit disappointing in the end we were all on the hype train for it and everyone was up for it thinking oh, this is going to be amazing and it was just hosted uh, by anthony daniels and it was just like oh they're bringing out anthony daniels again you know and it was like he, he does so much and i think the general consensus was ah that could have been better so I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in the basket if I were to turn up a Jedi one thinking, oh, it's going to be amazing. I did look at that initially thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. I mean, what have, what have I looked at? Yeah, they're really, they're really, as you'd expect, they're really pushing all of their new content, aren't they? It's so much a look forward rather than a look back. It seems to be more of a, um, yeah, rather than a celebration of things past, it's pushing forward, trying to promote the the um, Disney park the hotel and all that lot trying to push that trying to push various different other things i always liked the opening ceremony and i always liked the closing because with the closing ceremony you you get to see the, the compilation of all the best bits of celebration so even though you didn't get to see it with your own eyes there you're like oh oh that looks cool oh that looks cool and, and i actually and it wasn't because it was over it was just like a oh shit Oh, I missed that. Oh, wow, that looks good. So I think the closing ceremony, there is a lot a lot to be said for the closing ceremony. They do, uh, they do a good job. The making of Andor might be quite interesting because it's saying that it's Tony Gilroy and Diego Luna are recounting mm. that. So I don't know whether they'll be there or it will be by video, you know, but it'd be great if they are there because that is a brilliant, brilliant series. It was all on, you know, on location kind of. Well, well I think they're filming the second series at the minute, so there's every chance to be in the UK anyway. Yeah. What about you, Craig? Anything standing out for you there? Obviously, you can't go to, um, to the uh, look back at Obi-Wan Kenobi because at that point, you'll be running kind of a gentle jog between the collector's track and the uh, university well, stage <laughs> well it's, it's all about um, visions volume two isn't it that's that's the big ticket they certainly named a lot of people for that haven't they <laughs> that's a massive line already paul young i'm sure it's not paul young as in love of the common people but uh I'm, I'm hoping it is maybe maybe no I, I think you know the the hype the the that moment on that first morning with the Lucasfilm showcase that's that's the kind of big thing isn't it that's what everyone gets kind of jazzed about but you know we'll we'll know all that news as soon as it's happened whether you're in the room or not you know these big panels they're great they're very good even if you're in a streaming room they're very good at sort of bringing the energy and 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 just hyping you up and and giving you all the feels it you know whatever you end up in you're gonna have a good time i think the ahsoka panel is going to be much talked about i think there's a lot of excitement for that we're going to get some reveals i think we'll get some talent on stage for that one as well but yeah i'm not going to be dictated by these times and these panels if i'm around and i'm free I'll try and get in one. I mean, I've applied for the lotteries, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But you know, the big the big panels are great. You know, if you can make one, then do so because it's uh, it's an experience. Right then, let's move on then to the collecting track. We're all collectors, and the collecting track is obviously it's obviously of interest to us. So there's f- five panels a day. 
making up 20 over the um, course of the thing. First of all, there's always giveaways. StarTots in America. I see people moaning, oh, why isn't it StarTots? It wasn't StarTots in London. That is for their American shows. So let's let's get that. Uh, this year, it's medallions, isn't it? It's been medallions. All of the UK ones, 2007 was medallions as well. Yeah, so these are more like a coin with different characters on, aren't they? And um, They're a lot more like the ones from 2007. So in 2007, they did it with all different those logos from all various European countries. So it said Star Wars in Polish, Star Wars in Hungarian with a character on it. And they're very much like that. But these ones are like, what, Return of the Jedi, I think, is the theme. Can I just figure something out a second? So people are getting upset because they're going to watch a really well-researched, yeah. a really well-sort-of-put-together presentation. And at the end of that presentation, which people have put their time and effort into, they're going to get, at no additional cost to themselves, a free exclusive giveaway, which, again, someone's put a lot of time and effort in. And people are having a moan because it's not in the shape of a startup. Right. We've if that's you, if that's, that's you, have a little think about your issues, right? Because you've got them, and uh, they, it, it's great. And people really need to like grow up. Because if they are getting upset because it's a coin, not a startup, have a word with yourself. Well but said. We've, but we've 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 spoken about that in the past, though, Jez. We we've gone to these panels in the past, and there are people in those rooms who have got no interest in what's being discussed. They are there for the freebie, and they've got their family. We've, with them we've seen it, and they all bring well. their children in. So they can sell these things and they can you know whether you say that or not there's there's people who have got a very different outlook on things and um basically knobheads um, <laughs> <laughs> well actually that makes no sense so you're going to spend a lot of money on a ticket for you and your family so that's lots of tickets and then you've got you know the travel the car parking the food and everything else by the time you've got a startup and then flipped it on ebay for 12 quid or 15 quid oh oh it's the special one 20 quid right have a word you've just lost your weekend bellwhackers it's just, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, we know people that have been in sense and have tried to get as many as they can or all of the set. And, you know, that's that's what they do for their celebration. Now, yeah, yeah, let, 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 you know, we digress. Let, let's get back to, to the collecting track. So let's go through day by day. I'll give you the five topics. We don't need to go into what each of them about. And then I'll pick two of you to choose what you would choose that day, okay? Um, if you're not picked and there's something on there you really want to mention, keep it to yourself. So Friday the 7th of April, it starts off with a collector social. And then you've got well-dressed collectors collecting through costuming and cosplay. Then you've got Best of British, eccentric vintage collectibles from Blighty. That is the Vintage Rebellion crew all doing that. So uh, well done, boys, for getting on there. And that should be quite an interesting um, interesting concept. We'll get onto that one in a minute. The Art of Star Wars posters, waiting by the mailbox, collecting mail-away promotions, and then closing the first day, the history of Kenner's rocket firing Boba Fett. Jim Swearinger is in the UK for that one. Craig, looking at that list, what's what strikes you on the first day what if you had to go to one where would you be heading that's hard because i would instant instinctively go for best of british or maybe posters because that's something that i feel like i there are some <laughs> gaps in my knowledge and the the panelists on there are probably the best you're going to get in terms of posters so i think i might learn something if i go to that one you're, you're going with the posters pete if you were choosing something on that opening day probably obvious but i think the the rocket fet one would be would be a great choice i think they did it in chicago in la sorry and it was fascinating it just even though you think you know about this thing there's so much you don't know and to to have chris g and certainly have chris jim swearingen in the house in london i think it's his first trip to london isn't it uh, 
to go through it you can choose any two better people to to take you through the history of that and it's such an iconic piece as collectors and just to hear them talking about it who made all the discoveries and have only seen pieces and sort of had it had them through their hands i think the one in la was was chris and brian ragfowl who obviously knows a lot about these things as well but uh two two key speakers uh talking about one of the sort of cornerstones of the hobby i think that would be mine I would probably go to the best of British. I think it's great that there is a, a team of five there that are heavily Brits and will be fun fun to see those boys having a go. But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting opening day. Right, so we head on to Saturday and they have the collector's trading event at the stage between 10 and 11 where you can go and swap your swag. We'll get on to swag in a minute. But uh, the rest of the day, Lego Star Wars, always on the agenda. James Burns, always on the agenda. Go on, Burnsy. You've then got how the Star Wars collecting phenomenon began. Again, Jim Swearinger is on that one. Action figure toys marketed in Europe, Meccano and Palatoy during the original trilogy, 78 to 86. Star Wars coins and medallions. And then collecting beyond Juggets with Javier Florencio, who is a wealth of knowledge. And I've bought some really quirky things off him that, that were only available in Spain before. So there's one that I would like. But uh, Dan, if you were going to choose one of those to go to, where are you heading? Jim Swearingen. The How the Star Wars Collecting Phenomenon Began. I think so, yeah. I think, well, you know, I mean, I've seen him before. I saw him at a show at, um, at Chicago. He'd done a panel, but, you know, he's always, you know, he's there. He was there making the stuff from day one. So I want to hear what you've got to say. If I had a second choice, I'd probably go with the the coins and medallions because i've been looking into that a bit recently and good to get a bit of insight on, on some of those rarer coins okay jez where, where would you be heading on saturday the 8th of april well it's 6 p.m i would like to be at the collecting beyond juggets because when i look at all the others i'm like yeah brilliant brilliant and i know that there'll be fantastic panels done by some really really well-informed people but i don't know a great deal about Spanish PPP and POC and, uh, and I think that'll be really interesting their, their, their pitch there the copy what they've got on the side about how they're going to be talking about the figures but not just the figures more rare unique beautiful and funny pieces of merchandise and memorabilia produced in Spain in the late 70s and 80s you know I look at it and I think oh, I've dipped my toe in the Meccano side of it I know a little bit about Palatoy I know a little bit about coins because I've been to a few of these things now and I just thought yeah that yeah let's give that a whirl because I've started to buy a couple of ppp bits and pieces and then we we look at what's going on with the variant villains and i just think it binds that together i think that'd be quite a good one yeah would be my um my choice of that day as well right then on to sunday the 9th and again there will be a collecting trading event in the first thing in the morning then you have got craig grant and mark heading beginning the day uh, lights camera action transfers love it whoever i ask in a minute i don't want you to choose that one i think that's a given for us we would all support craig in his endeavor so craig don't get offended when they don't choose yours in a minute uh, never tell me the odds star wars contest sweepstakes and prizes then we've got beyond kenner's droids and ewoks tunisian pickers and then a worldwide star wars oddities very american heavy this day outside of craig's craig's group they are all american um, apart from Derek ho who is joining bill cable on the droids and ewoks so i don't know whether these are these are ones that have been on before but um pete i'll come to you yeah um on i would probably go with yeah beyond kenner's droids and ewoks you just mentioned it i think that looks pretty interesting because it's 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 kind of beyond that you've obviously got two lines of those figures but i think it goes on to to what that could have been so that will probably have a lot of south american interest in it so i think it's going to focus on where the cartoons and those shows actually continued and 
what could have been made and there's a lot of prototype stuff in that world and especially the stuff that certain parts that did come out certainly in south america and brazil and lastly we saw certain bits come out that never came out anywhere else so i think there's probably a lot of prototype a lot of potential toys that were never never made but got got to the drawing board and again i think i think with a lot of these i'm drawn to the sort of the the, the, the speakers if you, you see people who you know know their their stuff and are well established in the hobby and you've got to see what they've got to see you know they've done a lot of research over the years so um um i think bill cable and Derek are definitely two of those so i think that would be would be quite a good one on that day i interviewed Derek ho on the vintage rebellion and he was a fascinating chap to talk to really didn't know his stuff and bill cable actually he runs creature cantina doesn't he where he does his customs droids and ewoks of what could have been they're both very heavily invested in that jez what about you where would you be heading on the uh, sunday strong day sunday strong day uh i would be going to the worldwide star wars oddities as well uh, again in my usual slot six p.m to seven uh see some of the weirdest most wild and fun star wars collectibles around the world and i like this little bit discover the examine the world of obscure rare collectibles as we spotlight the unusual and often unnecessary creations that were manufactured for eager franchise fans in the vintage years and beyond and i think actually you know we we look at some of the beyond the toys elements and i think yeah i'm, I'm flicking quite a few switches there for me going off and seeing the tvr lads going to see craig and, and mark and grant and then uh, having a little look at this i'm I'm, uh, yeah, lapping it up, I am. I'm like a cat in a little bowl of milk. Bring it on. Indeed, indeed. Nice, nice day. Nice day. Yeah. Nice, nice slot, actually, Craig, there. Lunchtime, opening the day, wetting the appetite. Yeah, happy with that. Yeah, yeah, nice time. So then it comes to Monday the 10th, and I did notice when I was doing my notes that uh, the slots go down to 45 minutes on the Monday rather than an hour. But um, the day starts, Star Wars by mail, collecting Star Wars stamps, uh, Die Kraft der Macht, vintage German Star Wars toys and collectibles. Then we have New Zealand collectibles, tip-top toll toys, taste and the magic and beyond. Um, certainly things there that I'm on, I don't know what taste the magic is. That is from husband and wife team Matt and Kirsty Glasgow, so could be quite an interesting one. European vintage Star Wars store displays, Mateus, I know is all over that. Darren Simpson on that one and Thorsten. So a real, uh, a real select of nationalities there swedish english and german and then the closing out the weekend the effect and influence of the palatoy company on star wars toys keeping the best to last after craig's dave tree taking up a um, a slot dan where would you be going on the monday grand craig's panel of course that was on the sunday and um, we've already gone past that i did give you the opportunity and you're not listening i would be going to dave tree's panel talk about palatoy toys yeah there's no way he'll be able to keep it to 45 minutes he loves to chat doesn't he that's why they put it at the end of the day we do that to guy at work if he's on if he's on first in a meeting you you ain't you ain't talking so <laughs> that day's got to go last i think but what I a great way to close it out i'm sure he's got people co-hosting with him but at the moment it only states his name and it's just like they've put him down it's like yeah you're not allowed anyone dave um <laughs> Love it. Uh, Craig, where would you be heading? I think the store displays. I mean, that's going to be a very visually rich and, and kind of interesting presentation, given the, the people who are 
on the stage and and the collections i know they have so i think that would be uh that'd be right on my street i love the fact that uh forston's got himself two collectors tracks and they put them both on the same day there he's a uh, he's on at 12 30 then back on at 2 30 he's um he's going to be in full swing that day well, at but least he gets a break he does he does <laughs> yeah 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 i think the store display sounds quite interesting and i don't know if you've seen that image of Matthias had put up all his swedish store displays all up on his office wall it's quite a um quite an image to behold of his what he's had there but uh, yeah there's some there's some interesting and I, I imagine it's quite rare you know when we talked about the um the little showcase they did at christmas on the uh, on the facebook group at the advertising and store displays and hopefully they'll you know they'll they'll venture out from just the toys you know so we don't just see the same imagery with a different logo on it we get to see some kind of stuff that's unique to that country so yeah should be a good one yeah, I think the New Zealand collectibles could be interesting as well. Nice to see something a little different there. Well, that is your collecting track. There is some great stuff there. I think there's something for everybody. I think any of them, if you were around at the right time to rock up to any of them, I think you'd have a pretty good experience and a pretty good education on, on whatever you're listening to. Looking at the names that are hosting, I think I know most of them. You're kind of like, they all know their stuff. So go and enjoy it. Not you though, Jez. You won't be available <laughs> for that. So that takes us on to the other stages. I mean, we've already mentioned the university stage with Craig, but you've also got the the fan stage. But the university stage has some quite interesting stuff on Craig. You're in you're in some interesting um some interesting areas. I mean, Star Wars tourism's on here again, where they look at Tunisia again. Now I know there's a collecting track discussion on there, but this is going all the way visiting the galaxy and Tunisia. It says California, Norway, Italy, Spain. So that's going to take you on a um, bit of a tour of the world and where to to put on your bucket list of traveling to go and see some different filming sites is there anything on the university stage boys that anyone's seen in particular that really pops out to them i'm gonna say it go on. the drag panel yes so that is saturday between 12 30 and 1 30 this was uh i think it was the first kind of panel that was kind of leaked out wasn't it got everyone's next in a twist didn't it quite literally i you know i love a bit of rupaul i love a bit of drag race as i sit here i don't know what the connection with star wars and drag is i'll be absolutely honest but it's different enough and it's intriguing enough for me to kind of want to go and see what that's about i'll be there okay so you will be heading there nice anyone else seen anything they fancy in here i think this is one of the richest areas i think there's a load of because because i like this where we get in other people's point of view and, and not necessarily canon you know we've just spoken about that but um the science of return of a jedi i think that could that could be quite good fun yeah i think you know I'd, I'd probably go and check out the science of jedi i mean there's i like it that there's imagination here and um yeah there's you know you you, you have people like doug chang coming on and do various panels and stuff and that's always going to be good isn't it star wars in the 90s people refer to that as the dark times but mm, that's interesting okay let's go and see what they've got to talk about so there's a few things there which as craig has said at the beginning you know don't go to the usual ones just go and see something yeah. different what were they talking about star wars in the 90s you know we we know that what what were the, some of the big things yeah we we got the widescreen editions i remember when they came out that was awesome and then yeah we got the special editions and then we were gearing up towards phantom menace but from a toy collecting point of view it was dark times at the early 90s wasn't it so what are they going to be covering that whole decade on the university stage you click on the link it gives you nothing there was some good literature in the 90s so yeah, yeah. takes us through there and i was surprised you weren't all over the trailer park jez a curated mm. journey through star wars trailers and advertising <laughs> now you Indeed. like a bit of that there's there's low there's 
there's loads here and our point is yeah don't be upset if you don't get one of the big ticket lotteries the experience is always brilliant i don't think you'll ever beat uh, chewy were home so all, all these big ones you'll see on youtube everyone will be able to watch the next day some of these you know fan made ones and the, the more niche you might not get the opportunity so um yeah go check it out you might not be disappointed i see doug chang's doing one isn't he there working mm. in star wars art department and i've seen him on stage in chicago and he's actually quite a fascinating bloke to listen to i quite like the title of that as well it's the, the challenges of film design yeah you know, it's, it doesn't sound like it's just going to be a Lucasfilm fluff piece, you know? Yeah, right, actually. I think there's some great stuff here. I mean, that, the Falcon one, that's quite an interesting... Everyone just assumes that that Falcon set was built in Elstree, but it was actually built in Wales. There was a piece on BBC News, I think it must have been sometime maybe last summer, where they've opened up a little bit of a museum towards it now, where they built this Falcon one summer under secrecy in this little town in Wales and then shipped it all across to Elstree. And it's one of the biggest sets ever built at that time. Um, there's a story to be told there. I don't think probably many people know. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, those people have been the people that are doing that panel. I see they've been pushing it across the um, across the celebration groups at the moment. So that's I'd be up for listening to them talk for whatever it is an hour on that because you get a ten minute news clip it on BBC News. There's a couple of videos on YouTube, but I'm sure you might get a, a bit more info out of that one. And obviously there is the fan stage as well. Pete, anything on the fan stage that grabs you? I mean Padme's closet. Dan and uh, Craig, us three should have gone on to that because we know all about her outfits, don't we? We can pronounce diaphanous. Yeah, and Dan (laughs) could talk about the fabrics that we used. The solo story one could be interesting. Uh, so that's the first. That's only nod for that movie. That movie in the whole event, isn't it? Yeah. Fifth anniversary as well, which I know is not the greatest of milestones, but it'd be interesting to see what they say on that. I don't know who's. I've got names on there. How the sequels expand the mythology of Star Wars could be quite interesting. Definitely one to take back to Dan. Hmm. Yeah, definitely feel there's a, a few bits in there, but um, I think you're right. I think the university stage is going to be a, a place to be. A place to be. I think there's some quite interesting and maybe fun, fun little things when you need to sit down. Not you, Jez. You'll be running. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that is the panels. Anyone got anything else they wanted to say about the panels before we uh, we move on? Yeah, just want to say best of luck to everyone who's doing one. Uh, best of luck to you, Craig. And we're all really confident that you're going to smash it. Oh, bless so, you. Uh... Right, let's move on to guests. Now, I think some people have been a little bit disappointed on this. And like I said to you, I think they're being a little bit harsh because I compared this list to last year's. I think it's very similar. I think um, this year you've got the likes of a few more Mandalorian people. There's a couple of Andors on this list. There's a few British people like Dennis Lawson that wasn't in America. Hayden Christensen wasn't there. But there is a lot of a lot of similarities to last year. And, and we're not down on numbers. So they have met their criteria. There is a lot of people. I, th- I suppose it would have been nice to see a few more. Return the Jedi mainstays, maybe, but they have ticked a box, and sadly, quite a few of them have have actually passed. But guests, what, what's everyone thinking about the guest lists? Who's who's into autographs here? I, I think the prices is, is what people have reacted to, but I don't. I think they've always people have always complained about the prices of autographs at Celebration. I think they've normally still been in line with other shows. I got um, I think nine in Chicago. Yeah. And the money I spent in Chicago for me to get equivalent in London, I probably you're probably talking about half the amount of people. So let, let me just take let me just take Ian McDermott for example, who I got out in in Chicago. From what I paid for him, 
he is he is 125 quid for an autograph so he's about 45 pounds up on what i paid ewan mcgregor signed at scotland comic con last year and it's actually just i haven't seen that ewan mcgregor's now sold out on everything now that's the first time i've seen that so his autograph's gone so he was a hundred and i think grant got him at um scotland comic con for 170 quid in september time last year 250 quid and so the prices are giancarlo esposito you know um moff gideon he's 100 quid in about three weeks after celebration he is in scotland He's at Scotland Comic Con. Yeah, so he's £42 in Scotland. He's £58 cheaper. That's very precise. £42. Mm, 42 <laughs> quid. I do collect autographs. I've got quite a few. And I was looking at these and I thought, oh, what should I do? So I'm going to buy myself a Mandalorian post. And I thought I'd get a few of the. There's some good guests there from Mandalorian. Yeah. So I will get Moff Gideon here because I've got no intention of going to Scotland. But if you're going to Scotland Comic Con, that's that's quite a difference. There's a £7 admin fee every 100 quid you're spending yeah. as well. Once you add that on, you're you're talking 60 quid cheaper i think it's the it's the punt in it whether or not you think you're going to be able to sign him again because i think ming now when she was at the london film and comic con last so in 2021 in the march she was signing i think it was 75 there for her there's definitely a premium for, for going to celebration it's whether or not you want to take the chance you'll be able to get their autograph cheaper in the future i suppose i mean even some so femi taylor she was at echo at the beginning of the year um, what was that 20 quid autograph, she was 25 quid at echo so she's she's 50 here there is a markup, but like you say, you're there. It's um what you want to do. So I have I've so far got Katie Sackoff booked. I've got I can't remember now. Who else is there? That's Ming Wen booked and Jean Carlo. No, not yet. I will though. Who was the third one? I've Carl Weathers. I've I've oh, booked as that's, well. That, so. That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't yeah, think you see him at many shows. No, and Joe, you know what? I, I'm really tempted because Rocky has like a Rocky film. Like a Rocky really Apollo Creed and, and Predator, <laughs> and he kind of like he's done some of my favourite films. But um, so yeah, so my Mando poster, Grief Carga, Phoenix Shan, Bocaton. I mean, that's a great start. But I probably will add Giancarlo Rosario Dawson, who's expensive, but Ahsoka, she's only going to go up, isn't she? And Simon Cassiendes is there, isn't he? Who plays Axe Woves. But I didn't realise it was only when I started looking at them. So some of the voiceover, the chaps like Matt Lanter, he played Frogman and Frog Lady, which Wait, I didn't realise. He was in the costume for Frogman, and yeah, oh, okay. and did the pickups for. Oh, I did the main bit for Frog Lady, and then there was there was someone else that did the pickups. Matthew Wood, who was Grievous and does all the yeah. sounds. I got his yeah. in Chicago. His so when I when you click on his IMDb, he's um. Mandalorian. He, well, he does the, the sound editing straight away for Mando anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also one of the characters. Okay. So you're kind of like, all oh, right. So when you start looking at them, it's how far right, you go. On, you need to get your poster sign with them as well. <laughs> exactly. But I'm a bit with you. I think the um the audience is there for Star Wars, isn't it? So we uh, just want to have a good time, and sometimes you know what, spend the money, worry about it later. I mean, it's a shame Jess can't get off the stand for a little bit because in America, <laughs> me and him had our photo <laughs> taken with Armored Best. Yeah. And I'd love to have got another photo with someone. But, I'll get away. I'll be able to get away. We'll figure something out. Make a little collection as we go to different celebrations. We'll figure it out. You know, magic happens at celebration, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out somehow. Craig, I believe you've got a photo booked, haven't you? Uh, I don't have a photo booked. Kimberly has a photo booked. Oh, she's not letting you get in, in it then. Do you know what, Kimberly and Gwendolyn Christie? You don't want me in the picture ruining it. <laughs> yeah, that that is two powerful women, and it will be like a bit of spam in the middle of some quality bread. <laughs> I, Jez, I, I, I write that down as your new nickname. <laughs> bit, a bit of spam. Yeah. But yeah, that that would be a good picture between those two. I think so. <laughs> no one else going to get anything. Pete, do you get 
dabble in that kind of thing? I don't. I've only got one autograph, and it's who have you got? Anthony Daniels, and that was sort of came to me via a friend back in the early nineties, and I just. I'd like to get more, but I just go, I don't know, I can't buy it. It's just eye-watering expensive. It's just, and I think, it surely would make more sense if they reduced the price and then people would just go and you collect more. I think sort of trying to put any collection of autographs together is... Well, let's decide on one for you. Um, Warwick's there. <laughs> Warwick would be nice. He's not oh, too Warwick, bad. Though, 65 quid. Enough, but... Warwick's there with his whole family, it looks like. You could have a family shoot. <laughs> he has. <laughs> He's got his lad and his daughter. They played the two... Um... Ewoks, didn't they? That was at the end of the sequels. Yeah, is, that how much char- is that how much he's charging? 65 quid, Warwick Davis. Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? Because he's a. Do you know what? A, do you know, I'll tell you a quick some when, when Harrison was born, I um, I was I wanted to get um something to put on his wall. And I wrote to Warwick Davis off the back of his website and he sent me a, a lovely signed picture to Harrison. He's got still hanging on his wall now. No. Oh, nice. For free. Well, do you want me to get pick up the rest of his family for you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the picture. Well, his son's called Harrison, off. isn't it? Or maybe he thought it was his son. I don't know. Oh, or did you name him after Warwick's son? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's older than he's un- older than your lad. Yeah, yeah. Let me just check when he's born because oh, that's really nice, mate. If you've named him after Warwick, I'm going to go and book book Warwick and tell him. Um, I really like that, Dan. It's a really nice touch. So Harrison, so Harrison Davis is there, and also his daughter Annabelle. They're fifty quid each, Dan. If you send me hundred quid, I'll sort that Whoa! out. Really? If you get both of them for that. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> Probably more expensive than it would have been at London Film and Comic Con just a couple of weeks ago. But Caroline Blakiston, or Mon Mothma, lovely lady, you, you know, as you can imagine, she's um, getting on a bit, and uh, but a lovely, lovely lady. And what I've seen of her with regards to her interacting with uh, fans and stuff when she's had autographs or when she's given autographs and, and poster photos she's been really really um sort of considerate to people for 39.99 bearing in mind she is a return of a jedi character i think with the way andor's going and everything else mon mothma is going to become more and more important within our star wars world so um, i think that's a good tip caroline blakiston a uh, lovely lady 40 quid uh, autograph 40 quid photo op good one to start with that one um pete i'll tell <laughs> you what i couldn't cool. believe cool. i got billy d in chicago and it cost me 80 quid and i think i told you that i found him the rudest person that i dealt with there didn't even look up it's purely there 260 quid he's got up to jesus christ so that's not yeah. just a slight rise uh, 270 pound have your photo with him and if he gives you the same experience as what i had <laughs> for that I mean, I'd, all all I want is him to look up and just say hello there. Not hello there. That's yeah, Obi Wan. Um, hello, hello, hello we here? here. Yeah, just just acknowledge someone. You know. Yeah, I really hope he does a little, just a little smile for that sort of money. But he's, he's, he's in his 80s now. To be fair to him, though, so he's probably thinking, I'm just going to rinse this while yeah. I still can. So is Caroline Blakiston. She's lovely. <laughs> I mean, Andy Serkis is renowned for being um really nice, isn't he? Um. A, he was at London Film and Comic Con recently, wasn't he? I think it was that the one we were there. I think people were saying that he was really engaging when you went to his table. He's quite a big star now. So, I mean, he's already sold out Friday for um, celebration. So, I mean, a lot of the photo shoots. So the show to, photo shoot with um, young Blair and McGregor sold out. Christensen and McGregor photo shoots sold out. I mean, that was something like 460 quid to have your photo taken with those two. All gone. Gwendolyn Christie sold out. 
photo-wise. Rosario Dawson photo, sold out. It's funny, isn't it? Would you rather... When they charge for photographs, I find it really bizarre. So me, maybe it's just me as a collector, but I, I want that signed memento because that goes into my collection. And photographs just don't do not do anything for me. I don't think I'd ever get... A, there isn't anyone I'd want to do a photo shoot with. I don't get the fascination with that and the money people pay. Not with Sir Hamill or something. I mean, so... No. The little arm this one. Have you what seen the... Do with it? Have you seen the mixed tiles that you can get that stick to your wall? So I've got a stretch along above my window in my office and the army best one I've got in a little file ready to order. That was with me and Jez with up there and just going to go across the top there. They look nice. Star Warsy. Friends. Nice Um, fine print. Yeah, so social currency for a different generation. Dan. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think that's why some of these ones have sold out from, you know, some of the prequel Clone Wars type people. I see Mads yep. Mickelson is sold out on Friday. He's only there for the two days. Surprised I want him, Dan. That's an impressive... I know people are moaning about who they've got there, but that's some impressive names there. Well, they are for me anyway. I think there's some great actors in there, not even just through Star Wars, just generally good actors they've managed to get in there. I don't know yeah. what people's problem is. No, I, I actually now, the more I look at it, I mean, I've come to terms with the prices. I actually don't think it's that bad. And um, they are high, but I say you're in you're in that environment, aren't you? It's um, Moses Ingram, Moses Ingram, notably absent. I hope that's not connected with the whole Kelly Marie Tran that she's just got so done in with uh, people on social media and stuff that she's just disassociated herself with it all because that'd be a bit sad it's, it's sad to see people pushed away who've contributed so much so do you know what i would have i would have liked to have seen moses ingram there there's a party going on right here a celebration to last throughout the years so bring your good times and your laughter too we gonna celebrate your party with you come on now Always a big part of celebrations is evening entertainment, getting together with your friends, your new friends that you may have met, having a few beers, a bit of food, dancing a jig. I mean, at Chicago, we went to the Bean, didn't we, Jez? And there was a massive lightsaber fight under the under the Bean, which was all mirrored, which yeah, was great. great. Me, me and Grant spent a bit of time there that night. But there's a bit going on here then. So, yeah, so Dan, last time there, the Fox was the place that everyone went and drunk every night. I mean, we had a great night last time, didn't we? Do you remember the um, the token night, the free beers? Yes, the Friday, Saturday and the Sunday night. Well, the 7th to the 9th, Star Wars after parties. It's the pub immediately outside the XL. So when you go down the big set of steps, I think it's about a couple of hundred yards up the road. It seems to be the place everyone's initially drawn to when they come out of celebration. Uh, they obviously want to earn some money off it this time because there is a, it is ticketed from five o'clock in the evening through to one in the morning. That's five pound a ticket. And yeah, pub with lots of drink and food. It says, um, it's in the description, it says, um, fun time party in food and drink and something a little different. So I'm not sure what the something a little different is. Maybe that one, you that one top license is going to be useful, isn't it? I don't think they're open to that time last time. Okay. Oh, having yeah, maybe somewhere you're right. to drink till one is good. Yeah, because we ended up, we used to end, a couple of times we ended up in hotels, didn't we? In the yeah. in the lobbies, in a pint. But yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a good location, isn't it? It's right outside the XL. It's a good meeting place. And then to move on to wherever else you're, uh, you're going. Yeah. But there is things every Every night if you want a specific event and um starts on the wednesday if you're traveling to 
uh, into London near the XL early doors. Wednesday the 5th, Craig, the not-so-virtual Cantina meetup. What is that? Yeah, well, a virtual Cantina, not to be confused with the other Cantina event on Sunday night, which we'll talk about, um, is a live version of the weekly online shows that go out on Zoom and Facebook. So on the Wednesday night, they're having a bit of a low-key night meeting the mods and the admins. Nice, gentle warm-up, I think, to the event, inviting people to bring their swag and just have a, have a drink at the, they're at the WXYZ bar at the loft on the Excel complex. Um, so that's on the Wednesday. And then on the Thursday, they'll be doing their Boonta Eve, um, which is their big kind of day long event at the Breakfast Club in Canary Wharf, which is a bit of a tr- bit of a celebration tradition now. All day event stuff going on all, all through the day. Celebrity meet and greets, live performances. They've got Blues Harvest playing, live podcasts, live music, karaoke, and they've got their annual older and idle contest so um yeah that's uh that's on the thursday yeah i've seen a few things being announced for that yeah good shout good shout so although not an official event there is always room sales if you're in the know pete you've been you've been to celebrations can you explain what a room sale is yeah i can try they're not in rooms really or in the traditional I think sense they were in the early <laughs> years weren't they yeah 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 i think um they started off in in hotel rooms and uh you get a chance to to Look in the sort of the old Rebel Scarman on the the archive. It's kind of collector as well. If you get to sort of search room sales and put those various websites in, you get there's some incredible pictures of the, the early days when they were doing these and they had to sort of Steve Denny, the proof card sales, that was all sort of room sales and just some of the stuff available and just hundreds of proof cards in comic boxes just been sold for sort of 20 or $30. It's, they're quite fantastic. So I've never done one in that sort of hotel room environment. They've always ended up being more in sort of hotel lobbies or narrow gangways or side rooms or wherever can, wherever a security guard can be convinced to actually kind of come on board with it and uh, and and let it all happen uh, it's quite a, a tradition and quite a legendary event i think everyone's pretty excited about that i know a lot there's a lot of chat online about it and what's going to happen and what what to expect chris jogulius normally is the main guy behind organizing this and he's got andy rylos and jason smith on board as sort of the the British side of it uh, to get probably an, an early march on it. So yeah, scheduled for the Friday night. Um, you probably won't find out where or when until the Friday night. And even as Craig and I found out in in LA, even as it was happening, it got moved on pretty sharpish from where it started and ended up going across the road to another hotel. So yeah, you need to to be watching your social media on the the night of the the event and 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 keep an eye and get some. Uh, Put the feelers out in the day and make sure you're connected to, to all the good people. But it's it's well worth going to, even if you're not planning on buying anything, just have a look. There's some some exceptional pieces there. I've seen some amazing stuff there. And it's not not traditionally dealers, it's more just like fellow collectors who bring stuff along uh, and want to put it out there. But um traditionally it's always been vintage. I think there's probably a few modern bits there, but I'd say it's 90% vintage. But expect to see some incredible stuff, sort of prototypes, proofs. Foreign items, leddy, uzai, um, basically anything people can fit in a wee bag and, and drag around various hotel spaces before they get kicked out by by security guards. But yeah, it's a fantastic experience and you'll see some just phenomenal pieces, but um, bring some cash or uh, or some bits to sell. But um, it's well worth doing. I think to one on the, the Anaheim 
Generation Skywalker, there was a video, Craig, you put up a video of, of the room sales there, which ended up in a sort of a sprawling hotel lobby. They've got the space out in the States, which is obviously the worry in London where you haven't quite got that space. That'd be good and probably a highlight for, for the collectors, I think, on that Friday night. The one in London last time was sweltering. I know it was July and not April, but yeah, if it's in the same place, it's... Yeah, it was in a pretty dead end as well, wasn't it? You kind of went yeah. in and... <laughs> Get out. out literally oh, gasping for air so yeah don't wear much to that i'm gonna wear some underoos you'll yeah. do what you know you'll be in your flip-flops i'm sure yeah i don't know about that so the saturday there is several events one that i only picked up on today which i just give you a, a shout out to um, it is the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi and they are showing it at the odeon in covent garden so if you fancy uh, going along and watching a screening of the the greatest movie ever made go and watch that um jez there's also bibs bash on saturday the 8th yeah the, probably the people who are going to know about this one already do know about it so it's star wars sessions who have their podcast uh, they did the uh, good job about having a, a cinema showing in london a few months back and uh, so they've uh, gone for it again so they want their star wars sessions after party and they found a location which they reckon is about a 15 minute or so walk away from the excel center so it's in uh, canning town come on to all the details in a second but it's on saturday night it's an over 18s gig it's a uh, they've got a bar and uh yeah there's a there's a dance floor star wars sessions putting it on so the two cheeky essex lads and it says bibs bash a star wars celebration after party from the lads at star wars sessions podcast Join us for a cheeky Star Wars party. It'd be a bit of a bit of a little tribal event, I reckon. I would be going to that, but there is something else which is uh, taking my fancy on Saturday night. So, um, absolutely, my taste buds and my loyalties are taking me elsewhere. I'm, I'm with you here. So, we will be heading off to the main event on Saturday night, and that is a space craft beer celebration. Craig? Yes. Well, as I threatened at the top of the show, I'm dragging in a special guest. So, I've uh, I've brought Kimberly into the conversation as our social secretary, um, who's had a lot to do with this. So I thought it was fair to get it from the horse's mouth. Hello, Kimberly. Hi. I don't think you've called me a horse for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, obviously, you know, I like Star Wars, um, but beer is my thing. And, you know, this is this. I feel like this is taken on a mind of its own now because this is the it's the third um, Star Wars fringe beer event that I've done at Celebration. Um, and yeah, this 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 one's um, got a lot bigger than I expected. So uh, so I think this is going to be at least 200 people strong. Um, we the, I guess the big thing for me is we've got Empress Brewery involved. They are they're probably one of the, the top rated breweries in the world. They do some incredible stouts. They're obviously Star Wars related. Um, Damien, he churns out some of the best beers that you've probably ever tasted, especially if you're into amazing stouts like I am. His beers always sell out really, really quickly. Um, so I'm just super excited that we've managed to get him on board because obviously it's in London. And um, he's going to do a collab brew with Brew by Numbers, which is where we're hosting the event. So they're two amazing breweries and I can't believe managed to pull off this collab for celebration but it's going to be an imperial stout and it's chocolate and cherry and it's going to be in a lovely slimline can but that is going to act as the beer launch so um, star wars fans are going to get it exclusive before anybody else so you have to come to the event to get the can you'll also get 
a half pint of um, pale ale from um, Brew by Numbers as well. We're going to have a lot going on. So there's going to be raffles. Damien's going to throw in some amazing limited edition beers from that you just can't even get anymore. So it's it's definitely worth getting in there. And I think we've got a special charity we're going to be doing that for. Yes, we've got a charity fundraiser for somebody that we, we know very uh very well close to our hearts so that'll be going on but yeah this 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 picks up where you know this this kind of craft beer event left off in uh in anaheim you know the, i think the first one was chicago that we were there very small we we did a one in collaboration with fresh hops podcast at rad brewing in anaheim which saw you know that 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 Venn diagram where Star Wars fans and craft beer fans overlap. Uh, there's a lot of people in that little section, and one of the things I love about it is the this idea that this slightly edgy underground scene of craft beer, which leans heavily on pop culture and especially Star Wars, kind of has this place in celebration. Off to the side, and Disney would never sign this off. <laughs> um, but it's it's nice for us to be involved with it. And we've had the opportunity, because it's on home turf, to just put a bit more effort in, bring these two brewers together, host this event, which is um, just over the water from the XL. So I think it's about 15 minutes in an Uber. Yep. I think if you go over the cable car to where the O2 is, you can, you can just about walk it. So it's not too far away. And yeah, it's just an evening where we can all get together, have a mingle. You don't have to be into beer. You don't have to bring um, Star Wars-themed beers to swap. But if you want to... It's a good chance to get cans and bottles from around the world. Well, that was the thing we didn't mention really in depth is the beer swap. So the beer swap is legendary. The last one we did in Anaheim, people, I honestly didn't think that people would bring a lot of beer. So they there was a lot of Star Wars beers around because obviously May the 4th had happened. So people were collecting those. Um, some people turned up in a car with crates of beer that they brought to the swap <laughs> and it got quite a bit competitive and everybody was like, you know, looking at each other's beers, working out um, which ones they could swap, um, who, you know, maybe some other people would turn up during the night that they would have better beers. Um, so yeah, some people walked away with some absolute treasures. Um, I think I took, I think I took like about 23 beers with me over there and I did come back with quite a few, which I still have some in my fridge right now. <laughs> So that's, um, Where's the best place to get a Star Wars beer to be able to swap it? Um, there's, there's a few in circulation. Um, I think, you know, Stormtrooper is always available. And I think, you know, that went down really well at Anaheim. Emperors, there is still some still in circulation as well. And, you know, you don't just have to bring Star Wars beer. Um, we've kind of opened it up so that you can just bring beers from your hometown. I, I think that's where it started, really, the essence of it. When we were in Chicago, people just wanted to bring like a local beer that they could, you know, get get other people to sample that they were proud of or it was something that they enjoyed where they lived um so you know one person bought Pliny the Elder which is like an absolute beer unicorn and people were like I've never tried this before so it doesn't have to be Star Wars beer it can be any beer I guess as long as you've got um, a story behind it you know one thing I know about people that are into beer is they love trying something new and when there's um you know some kind of history behind it or something that you're proud of I think yeah we don't have to limit it to Star Star Wars beers, but there's definitely going to be some Star Wars beers there. I've been prepping my collection already. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, people online have been kind of showing off what they're bringing. People coming from the States bringing stuff that we can't get over here. And we've been very lucky that, you know, Brew by Numbers have embraced this. You know, they're a taproom, so they're, you know, they're, they're, they exist to sell beer, um, but they're letting people kind of swap other brands and other beers. You know, as long as they keep them sealed and they're not kind of necking them at the at their table, you know, that's that's really good of them. So should be, um, should be a fun event. Do you want to talk about the B&A? 
the beer design. It looks pretty snazzy. We've just had the artwork, which we revealed. So do you want to talk about the story behind the name? Yeah, so Brewed by Numbers, their thing is that they give their beers numbers. They don't give them names. So I think their recent World Cup beer was 66, for example. Um, so they wanted a Star Wars-y number. Uh, and we kicked a few things around. They have gone with 421 after TK421. So the, the design of the can is a nice... Uh, copyright friendly inspiration from the consoles from the various movies so the graphics all reflect a lot of the screens you see in the death star and you know in, inside the the um, the x-wing and things so it's 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 a very attractive thing in in and of itself and hopefully something that collectors want to going to want to get their hands on and it's included in the price that's what the um, the seven pound fifty gets you guaranteed um, a can to take home with you brilliant outstanding yeah looking forward to it craig can i just say one thing if i may real quick because mm. you said oh yeah it's good it you know the whole evening looks nice nice isn't a big enough word for this people this looks awesome it really really does yeah the can looks great i saw the reveal on on uh, social media it looks awesome the can's nice it's a good stormtrooper theme i think that works well and one thing we're, we're hopefully bringing to the party is the, the Generation Skywalker quiz. Yes. Everyone loves a Star Wars quiz. There's going to be a raffle, and we want that raffle, the proceeds of the raffle, to go to the running Stormtrooper. So oh. there are opportunities for a bit more fundraising on the night. Oh, that's oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, so ah. I'm, just, I'm just collating prizes at the moment. So um, Damien's given us some prizes. Obviously, brew by numbers all throw in some beers, but there's another brewer called Moore, and they've got um, a Mando-themed beer coming out so i think they're going to give us like some exclusive ones of those for it and i guess we'll collect some merch and other stuff we can give away i think as well it's amazing now your website the eventbrite website says saturday uh 1900 till 22 30 um cool right yeah so be there at seven three and a half hours on a smash it's gonna be awesome Um, yeah, a lot of people have asked if it's open to um, families attending, and, and we've kind of agreed with Brew by Numbers that if families do want to, yeah, att- families attend. are welcome. Under 18s have to be accompanied by an adult. You know, it's not going to go down well if a gang of 15 year old lads turn up. Kimberly, thank you so much. Before you go, who are you um, cosplaying as? Oh yeah, as, um, <laughs> because we've all had a guess at the beginning of the show of mm. what you're going as, and we just want to see if any of us have got it right. I am. It's fallen order orientated, so. I am doing the second sister. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Jez, Jez thought you were going as Wooer, the, the no, barber. I, I, have got, I have got multiple costumes on the go. It's kind of yeah. I was I went from I'm not going to do anything to I have three three possibilities on the on on the go. So that's that's one, and then. I'm doing two, um, I guess, two riffs on other costumes. So, yeah, you'll have to wait and see for those, I think. <laughs> Excellent. That's brilliant. Are you going to be cosplaying at the beer show? I don't know. I'm trying to work out. I think it might be like, yeah, I've got like a full mask being made and stuff. So <laughs> it might be quite restrictive. I don't know. We'll see. Is there a way we could get Craig to dress up as the beer can that we've produced? <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Like that one that's put Kenny Baker in, yeah, in the that'd 80s. Be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like that, like that. Well, definitely look forward to that. And that is definitely an event to get to. I think we're all, are we most of us going to it? I know me and Jez yeah. are. Yeah, I'm down for it. I haven't got my tickets. I've just opened it up. It says they're running low on numbers. I need to, to get yeah. in there. But yeah. yeah. Sarah's going to come along as well because we, we missed it in LA and we missed that get, one. So, get yeah. the early bird, Pete. The early bird? How early a bird is it? <laughs> <laughs> Noon. Go over there midday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they'd let you. <laughs> and the tap room's going to be open. Yeah, so. there's going to be pizza as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's in Greenwich, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. back to Greenwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those nights to remember. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think it promises to be a little bit messy, doesn't it? No doubt. That, yeah. The, the last one took a lot of its home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be there. We'll do some interviews and things and be milling around. Yeah, then we can all go to Car Wash, the 1970s disco tech. <gasps> I might actually uh, do a Star Wars disco playlist for when it gets a bit messy at nearer the end, I think. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> well, can we have Zoom by Fat Larry's band? Because... So, oh, <laughs> yes, it's there. Is that <laughs> when you want everyone to go home, Jez? Well, no, it's just, you know, because that's, that's got that whole 80s vibe, hasn't it? And, you know, when Zoom is just, I tell you, and I've said this before, and I don't want to, you know, milk it too much, but if you're having a bad day, just put Zoom on by Fat Larry's Band. Just say, Alexa, play Zoom by Fat Larry's Band. And just the, intro, you know, just the opening chords, your day's brighter. I need to go and listen to Zoom by Fat Larry's Band after the day I've had. <laughs> Okay, so that that is the craft beer show, and it sounds banging. On Sunday the 9th, there is hashtag Cantina 2, which coincides with the round table myself and Jez did. Jez, can you just give us a recap of what that is? Do you know what? That is going to be the second most fun (laughs) thing which we've been doing so cantina 2 on the back of the ever successful uh, cantina the original one in 2016 this has been brought to you by uh, star wars favorite martin keeler and jed shepherd so uh producer and writer guy who uh, made host an awesome movie and mark hamilton from rock band ash and a load of friends and partners and various things have put on this incredible uh, bash cantina to ash are going to be there they're headlining with blue harvest darth elvis's last ever performance dj elliot is going to be there level up leroy you're getting a lot for your money i mean so tickets are around about i think we paid about 40 43 pounds for them um, but this is an ash gig and um, yeah it's going to be brilliant so we sit at the indigo at the o2 so just go to the standard sort of ticketing areas um, if you wanted to get tickets for those they are going but it promises to be an absolute night to remember it's going to be one of those things where if you weren't there you can't join in on the conversation in years to come because people will be talking about cantina too for years to come it's going to be amazing this is cantina on instagram standard sort of stuff they've got a link tree with all of the different links so you can get amongst it buy a ticket and uh and again have your second messiest night on the trot yeah go out in style it's going to be brilliant well the the stuff they were saying to us they're gonna have people there there are going to be star wars characters uh actors there people involved now i'm going to start this rumor and i'll just put out there matt berry uh, from everyone's favourite, from the you know the IT crowd, does all sorts of voices and has done voices in in um, I think it was Book of Boba Fett. Uh, huge Star Wars fan. He's going to be there. There's going to be lots and lots of special things happening. And if you push the boat out and go for the VIP after party ticket. You are not going to be disappointed. That's all we're going to say. Yep, Nick Berry there as well, singing "Every Loser Wins" <laughs> and "Heartbeat" and. Um... <laughs> really underrated song that actually sounds like all the evening stuff is probably going to beat celebration itself this year <laughs> oh, it sounds really really good it is it does sound good it's time to come together it's up to you what's your pleasure 
best thing about being on Generation Skywalker is when you come up with ideas, you can just go to Craig. Oh, I've come up with this idea. Can you sort it out? And he nails it. Craig, what is the Generation Skywalker swag for celebration? You pass the ball and I nod it in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a great, it was a great idea, and it's something we've been kicking around for a while. So we wanted it to be Return of the Jedi specific because it's the anniversary year. And Stu came up with this idea to do something based on the Panini uh, sticker book that we all have fond memories of as children collecting the stickers and swapping them in the playground so obviously we're not a uh, cash rich organization um, everything we do is is, is self-funded we don't pester you for buying us a coffee or patreons or anything like that so when we when it comes to doing this swag we have to kind of be quite um, smart with our uh, creative executions so what we've done is a mini sticker album so it's half the size um, but it is eight pages big so there is some some kind of substance to it it's not just a little postcard and what we've done is created a set of 12 stickers that are required to complete the album uh, and we've, we've designed it in a way that um, looks like some of it's already sort of been kicked off for you so it's it's got a lot of little visuals but what's been nice about it is that opportunity to just tell a little bit of a story about what we do and what we've what we've done over the last two or three years in terms of our shows our videos our um, blog posts that you know everything that we've done we've been able to sort of put into this little uh, sticker book so if we happen upon you in a queue for a panel and you get one of these you know it's a fun thing in and of itself it's a nice little star wars collectible it's a nice little nod to something that i think a lot of people will remember but if you look a little bit closer in very small writing you know it tells a little bit about the generation skywalker story and who we are and what we're about and it's come together quite well i think and we all kind of pretty much agreed on its direction and its look and what it said sort of quite uh quite quickly and it's gone off to print this week and we'll be back in our hands and ready to distribute across all four days so how that is going to work i mean first of all craig excellent job i know we come up with these ideas i couldn't actually execute that idea at all <laughs> so the work you've done on that was brilliant you knocked it out really quickly as well once we uh, we did confirm we were doing that so yeah mate excellent excellent so there is 12 stickers like craig's just said with the album when you get your album you will get four loose stickers but to complete it you will need to track down craig myself jez and pete who will all be um, carrying two stickers for the album each um we will announce on across our social media where you can find us i mean we will be getting onto booze in a minute jez is is there running if you're going to the beer show you've just heard that you'll be able to track all four of us down in one hit there um but craig obviously you can just um go along to the university stage and just hang around afterwards or just keep going hey hey can you stop the looking i just want to get my stickers and really really heckle him during one of his uh talks that would um really make me laugh yeah that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> but that is the way of completing the album so um yeah nice idea nice idea but we will we will put up a couple of times where we're going to be in certain places won't we so we are easier to find so that is that bit of swag but there is other bits of swag uh pete now you were part of quite an incredible piece of swag which went out in celebration mark daniel's design um can you tell us about what's coming this year yes we talked about doing a few different things but nothing quite got going so i think it was decided that that the little cardboard death stars we did for chicago was so popular that um and so many people missed out of them that it made sense to do to do another run of them uh, obviously it's uh, based on a on the the original palitoy death star which is a huge part of the uk toy heritage 
it just made a lot of sense to do another run for everyone everyone over here and as i say yeah loads of people missed out so hopefully everyone's gonna manage to get one this time around but it is it's slightly different it's not just a complete re reprint or it's a slight it's a reissue so it's the same it's the same design actually in the actual cardboard itself but the what's printed on it is different so it's an, again a nod to to pally toys so we've got more of the actual play sets on there and that original one was had the adverts on it and the various things but this has got more photos of the actual the play sets as the actual were again mark has done a fantastic job designing this and he was as you said uh, the original concept artist behind the entire thing so um yeah it's gonna be branded celebration london 23 so um yeah so everyone who got one first time around can, can try and pick up another one or who missed out can can get this one so um also a really nice nod to it which i think was incredibly important to add is a nod to, to james martin who was part of the original crew who did this and who sadly passed away in july 2020 so there's a there's a little nod to, to him on there as well so that's pretty cool yeah so there'll be seven of us who will have either parts of this or if you're really lucky you might be able to score one in one hit so um yeah pretty pretty stoked we're, we're getting those back out there yeah, excellent. And a lovely touch with James Martin being named on the actual item. Craig, you're doing panels. I know last time you gave away a couple of couple of bits and pieces. Um, it was a pencil, wasn't it, on a on a card when you did the 2016? We did a pencil, yeah. Yeah, things. So have we got more stuff coming this year? The way they've done it this year is quite interesting. So if you want to give away at a panel, you have to get it all approved internally through Disney and Lucasfilm, which um, is easy to say, very hard to do, particularly when you're homo you know, existing licenses, things that have gone before. So there is some unofficial, 100% unofficial uh, letter set swag <laughs> that uh, may or may not be connected to our panel that Mark, uh, the uh, swag machine Daniels has also created. And these are it's a little pack of upscaled stickers that are inspired by three of the characters in one of the early letter set sets. So we've got Luke, Ben and Vader, little die cut stickers. They come in a nice little poly bag with a header card. Very, very sweet. And, you know, we won't be able to give those out in the um, in the presentation, I don't think. But we will be around, uh, Grant and Mark and myself, so you can get those from us. And also with our Beyond the Toys Facebook group hat on, Mark's also created a group of kind of what-if till stickers from early um, UK licenses. So I'm going to be carrying a nice uh, Clyro and Wall Sausages letter set promotional uh, till sticker. Mark's going to have Trebor and the HW Stewart Mallow Shapes. That's a niche item from back in the day. And Grant's going to be carrying uh, Lion's Maid and Helix stickers. So um, I'm going to be having those on me as well. And, and on top of that, we're going to have some commemorative beer mats for our spacecraft beer celebration. So um, yeah, no one goes away empty-handed when they encounter me at celebration yeah craig is the one to track down if you just want to <laughs> fill your goodie bag <laughs> yeah excellent excellent sounds brilliant there has been some amazing swag we can't go all into it at the moment but um if i had to push you all just for one piece of swag you've seen what have you seen that that you really really like dan i'm gonna come to you first you've been quiet for a little while <laughs> you come to the wrong person <laughs> um our own I do like that second Death Star, but I've not seen a huge amount other than that. I've kind of tried to switch off from it a bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be much. So, what you're saying is you're bringing to the table the two things we've just talked yeah. about. Yeah, because um, I've got nothing. <laughs> that's fair enough, mate. That is fair enough. Pete, what else have you seen? Um, what have I seen that's cool? The Uzi R2 matches. I don't know if you've seen those. I think the original R2 on the Uzi card 
back, the pop-up Sabre was actually a match. Michael Peters and Nick Rees. And it's just, they've just done a really cool graphic and they've just done it on a, on a box of matches, which is a real simple but genius idea. I'm sure they'll be popular. I'm not sure how popular they'll be with the security guards when they try and get into to Excel with sort of 100 boxes of matches. I'm a bit suspicious, but... Um, that's a pretty cool piece I've seen. That's what seems to be doing the rest. But I do think our offering, just everything we've got, like what Craig designed and what we're doing in the Death Star, I think we are today. We seem to be sort of punching. I think there's some good stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Jez, what else have you seen? There's a lady called uh, Hannah Bennett who's posted some uh, really cool patches. Now we've got some, yeah, we've got some incredible swag. The 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 swag, the variations which we've seen over, over the years are brilliant. I, I think you're right. I think we've got some standing stuff but i do like collecting the uh the patches uh, i've got quite a good collection but the stuff which i've seen hannah do she's got one from the uh, prequel trilogy one from the ot one from the sequel and one from tv shows so that's how i'm sort of interpreting it so i can see uh, there's a jar jar binks one there's an ewok and there's a uh, kylo ren but what i like about some of these swag things is it it quite clearly says um star wars celebration 2023 london and you know it's, it's just time stamps I, I like that uh, but these aren't just circular patches they're they're predominantly circular but they've got an element of sort of uh, relief on them which is showing you know the bottom of an ewok hood or, or the ears of grogu or, or the um eyes popping out of uh, jar jar binks and they're they're colorful they're, uh, they're aesthetically i'm like yeah they stand out and i like them so i'm going to be seeing enough i can uh get uh some of those you've only got 100 of each because um yeah fair play to everyone who is putting swag together because it's um some of this is a considerable effort and cost so uh bravo to everyone but yeah looking out for some patches and craig what else have you seen yeah everything's welcome at the swag table um <laughs> I, you know you do see some really cute things like the kids have made and families have put together themselves you know i think it's all got a real value it all contributes them so you know if you're there and you've got a few little pins or things you put together yourself and thinking you know all these big organizations with designers at their disposal are going to you know blow your swag out of the water it won't it all counts and i think that's an important um thing to say but the one thing that i seen that stood out for me and we've spoken about nerd matters on the modern way before now this is so it's so simple and it's so beautiful it's a riff on the Highgate tube station sign so the red circle with the blue through line with the white type and it simply says high ground strong I love it it's great nice well uh, lots of uh, decent swag will be exchanged hands and it's a great way to meet people it's time to come together it's up to you. So before we close out, you we also have Booth's Cosplay Acceleration Store. I mean, today we have seen the list of exhibitors announced. So that is is now there. But Jez, you do have a booth for the running Stormtrooper, which um, is fantastic news because you're doing it for such a good thing. Can you tell us all about your booth, yeah. the challenge you've set yourself and what people can expect? OK, thanks ever so much for the opportunity. I'll, I'll try and be as brief as I can. But I'm so excited about it. There's so much in my head right now. Um, so yeah, Change. for those for those people <laughs> for those people who don't know, since 2016, so why seven years now, I've been running as the Stormtrooper. What started off uh, for the first two years just for Make a Wish, just running London Marathon initially, and then longer distances. 
um, ultras for Make-A-Wish. In 2018, I discovered a wonderful um, children's charity called Spread a Smile, who are quite a fledgling charity who very similar to Make-A-Wish. They just focus on poorly children, right? On children who are just going through such a hard time and they support the children and their families as well. Um, but Spread a Smile focus their attention on children who are actually stuck in hospital you know, spending months, years of their life in hospital. So spread a smile, go into the hospitals to try and just cheer up the kids a little bit, just to give them a change from the sort of day in, day out sort of medical procedures and stuff like that, which is just robbing them of their childhood. So Make-A-Wish, everyone knows about what Make-A-Wish do. So Make-A-Wish and, and Spread a Smile, two absolutely beautiful charities. So all of my fundraising gets uh, split 50-50, even 50-50 split, you know, you, and it can't say fairer than that. So yes, I've run in the costume, I've then retired it, I've then got a little bit soppy when I've seen something and I'm like, right, okay, I'll bring it out of retirement again, I'll do a little bit more. And I have retired from running in public sort of big public events now. 2022 was my last London marathon. Um, but when I found out that we've got this on our home turf I was just like right I want to get a booth I want to do something here and I also kind of want to tell the story a little bit about what's happened over the last seven years so far £71,500 has been raised so far so I, I, I'm recognising that we're in difficult times right now I'm recognising that you know we've got a cost of living crisis everything is more expensive which is coming out of you know the pandemic and it's just all quite tough so I'm not setting my sights crazily high and I've also got something else which is, is difficult for me to manage is I had a booth in Orlando I was really fortunate to be given a booth by Repop and Lucasfilm that I ran a half marathon every day for four days at Orlando and the Americans were incredibly generous that week or that weekend raised five thousand dollars um by running that weekend and uh, so that equated to about four thousand pound back then with the exchange rate and uh so that was all almost it was all cash because we were a cash society in 2017. um when it comes to fan booths and tables lucasfilm have been hard over that they've said there is no cash transactions everything has to be uh, electronic transfer and I saw this at London Film at Comic Con when I did a little bit of fundraising there if you just have a just given page or one of those traditional donation pages they're too slow people don't want to hang around and enter their name their address their details this that, and the other they just want to tap and go or just throw money at the problem and leave so that's what I've been working on trying to sort stuff out with the charities and trying to square away a sort of tap payment system so people can see me doing what I'm going to explain I'm doing and and hopefully donate some money so i'm i'm nervous that i'm not going to raise a great deal because there's no cash transactions it's all electronic and I'm, and i don't want to take people's time too much whilst they're there i just want people to go oh that's crazy have some money and, and probably walk on but i did a half marathon every day for four days i naturally need to do a little bit more i need to push the boat i need to raise the bar and all that sort of stuff so i'm going to be running 100 kilometers um, that weekend um so it's about 15 and a half miles a day for four days whilst also going to the bar on an evening for a um, um, <laughs> for a soft drink or so uh so yeah 15 and a half miles or so a day every day on a treadmill uh in full stormtrooper armor and uh, trying to raise as much money as i can for the two charities and yes yeah, so there's going to be plenty of things going on in my booth i'm really really excited and, and um pleased to say that um i've contacted lots of companies about trying to assist me 
fundraising and official picks and prop store have both replied and um, official picks are going to let me know what they're donating but they are donating something prop store believe it or not are donating two storyboards they're giving me a star wars storyboard and an empire strikes back storyboard and um, so I, I have three prizes to give away and i'm going to be giving those away to people who are making a sort of minimum uh, donation or contribution and I'll probably set that and the rules will be out on the day. It'll probably be something like minimum of, of £10 donation and then you're in the prize draw and I'll draw a prize on the Saturday, I'll draw a prize on the Sunday and uh, draw a prize on the on the Monday. And uh, and someone's going to win a, uh, a prop store uh, storyboard, which is incredible because they're all selling for you know, like £300 or so. Uh, so they're, they're three really generous prizes, which I've got. Uh, I've set myself a target of £3,400. It was around about that because I wanted to, if I can get over £75,000 in total, that'd be brilliant and uh, a couple of nights ago I, I had a quite an exciting for me as a massive nerd email uh, when I was at Orlando the Star Wars show came up to me on on the Saturday and said oh we want to do some recording with you and, and they did a little uh, recording session they've already emailed me to say we want to do two sessions with you uh, we want to do one recording with you on Friday morning first thing about half past nine and then on Saturday around about half past five so the Star Wars show are going to be at my booth um, doing some recordings uh, if anyone wants to be there at the same time and uh, maybe they might even be able to assist me with the uh, prize draw uh, from Prop Store or uh, Fisher Picks, which will be also super cool. <laughs> One final thing that I've done, because it's on my home turf, that means I'm able to fill my car and uh, and get a load of stuff there. So I'm going to have a big sort of TV screen in my booth and I'm working my socks off at the moment, trying to sort of um, put together all the images and all the videos and everything over the year in a sort of chronological order. Um, in a self-advancing sort of PowerPoint slidey type thing, showing all these um, uh, amazing things which uh, we've been doing all together in, in this journey, you know, at Pinewood Studios and Lucasfilm and, and various other races and running events. And it's been quite nice for me having a bit of a trip down memory lane. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to having the support and having some some stuff there, just people coming along. And, you know, I'll have a mannequin there with all the running medals. I'll have the Guinness World Record there. Um, I'll have the signs from Lucasfilm and, and um, Pinewood. Yeah, just a fan booth with a Star Wars fan fan who just wants to uh, have a bit of fun uh, give a bit of cheer and raise as much as I can for um, spread a smile and make a wish um, I've invited the charities to come along um, and uh, so I might I might have a couple of reps from uh, spread a smile and make a wish there as well which will be brilliant to help convey the important message of, of why I'm doing this but yeah it's going to be a bit brutal really 100 kilometers um, that weekend uh, but it's all going to be good for, for a good cause brilliant mate amazing just to hear all that very proud of you mate <laughs> Thank you. I will um, I will make a an absentee donation thank you very much it's, it's really appreciated you know because i know that you know all my friends have supported me so much over the last few years you know you, you all have everyone has you know mark has grant you know everyone has been sort of chipping in and helping and supporting and 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 i promise this is the last year i just wanted to do this because this was you know the first proper celebration i know in 2016 i i I'd just done it but so much has happened over the last seven years i just felt that this was a, an ideal way to sort of close it off but the support which i'm getting from from the star wars community and and you know some of the industry bits and pieces is just it's just lovely it's just really really nice it's uh yeah so that's why i've been quite busy at the moment because the whole is trying to make sure that we can sort out this electronic payment system so it's just rapid uh but right 
enter companies some companies standard you know won't reply but to get a reply from prop store saying yeah we'd love to help an official pick saying yeah absolutely you know i'm so i'm so grateful really really am brilliant so as soon as we know the the booth number and stuff that will go onto our social medias so do come along and uh give jez your support and he loves a little whoop like a little whoop whoop uh, <laughs> absolutely and um i'll definitely be inventing some chance for you to uh get involved in while he's running the only other thing I'd, meant, I'd I'd recommend to people check out because they do bring a lot. I mean, the cosplayers bring a lot to these events, and I think you know the cosplay competition being in this country will be the opportunity for people to maybe do slightly more elaborate things that they've not been able to do and ship over to America. So I think that's going to be great for the UK cosplay community. But the droid builders, the droid builders are always worth checking out. You know, they'll they'll walk the they'll walk the floor with their droids, but there'll be a there'll be a, a special area, um, and you can go and check out the droids and um, if you've never been to a celebration that's that's great photo opportunities and the work those guys put into those things just incredible yeah absolutely completely concur with that there's one other thing i'd say in addition we never ever talk about this but you can volunteer to be i know some people might say oh why would i do that if i've just bought a ticket and i think there might be some sort of reimbursement thing but it could be that if you're thinking all oh, right yeah in four days i've seen everything i want to see i've seen all the panels and you you could always volunteer to be you know helper staff or whatever it is they call it i know keep it on the website and they'll they'll announce that soon enough but it is one of those things where there are a lot of volunteers who help out there as well so um yeah thanks to those people in advance it's not something i've done yet because i've always found i've been so busy doing other things but maybe at one celebration i might end up doing a little bit of volunteering because you never know if your luck's in you they might say all oh, right yeah you can you can you volunteer and help out with this particular person and i don't know it could be a good thing shout out to the volunteers so bring your good That is our guide. That is what we recommend. That's we've made highlighted many, many things this evening. Has it heightened your excitement? Yeah, tuned it up a little bit for a few, a few of the things. Made me a little bit envious, a little bit sad because I'm going to miss a few of these outstanding panels. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I oh, can't wait. It's going to be awesome. You are even more excited now, Pete? Yeah, I think there's so much just going through it and looking at it. There's just so much going on in the days. The evenings, I think, will they're the bits, Jez. You can't you can't video and watch them two weeks later, can you? You can do that with all the panels, but the evenings you're going to yeah. be there, so they'll be the the fun part of it. And uh, yeah, I just think it's like we said it in the start. It's just going to this open-minded and not not panicking. You just whatever you end up doing, wherever you are, you can have a you can't you can't do it all, whatever. So um, just enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a fun few days indeed it's going to be good fun so we will we will post out as much as we can in the build-up to the event make sure you're following us on weird generation skywalker on facebook you've also got our other facebook page over there our instagrams just search for generation skywalker and then there's links to the vintage and modern and of course go and check out the likes of tiktok and youtube just search for generation skywalker there but i suppose facebook will probably be where we put most of the, the announcements out coming out there and we will try to do some live bits and pieces 
pieces whilst we're there and get them bits and pieces out but if we get too carried away you'll just have to watch out afterwards mm. we will we will do our best to put out a bit of social media over the weekend but boys looking forward to it looking forward to seeing you all more than anything spending a bit of time with you all and having a beer and a snuggle and um you know pillow fights and uh, i know jez is really into doing um land winter olympics at the moment where you pretend to do different olympic sports in the winter olympics um he was showing me how to do speed skating the other day on the spot which was quite good fun <laughs> Um, so so we will be getting involved in things like that if you see us around perhaps come and join us in our events but uh, it is for this show uh, goodbye from Dan goodbye have a good time lads I'm going to very envious <laughs> goodbye from Pete goodbye Jez uh, it's goodbye from Craig see you in the XL and it's goodbye from Jez see you at the booth at the XL and at the beer party as well and it is goodnight from me we're Generation Skywalker all eras all passions Oh, Star Wars.